Hello everyone and welcome to Career Success Hacks webinar. So this is the series 2.0. My name is Amaka Eze, a people consultant and career development enthusiast. I am also the founder of Confirm Careers Africa. Now a little um, intro about Confirm Careers Africa. Confirm Careers Africa is an online platform created to cater for the career success of professionals. Our mission is to steer individuals in the right career direction while empowering them to reach the zenith of their chosen career. We are a team of career advisors committed to human capital development through career awareness and human capital development programs. Through collaboration, we have helped several professionals keep their jobs, make remarkable career changes, and of course, climb the corporate ladder. So, this episode of Career Success Hack series is tagged Finding Your Path to C-Suit. And there couldn't be a more qualified speaker than our speaker for today's episode. A man who has been there, done that, the ever-inspiring and amazing Yemi Fashion, popularly known as YF. <laughs> All right, guys, so I'll go ahead and read his profile, and then I'll let him take the stage, okay? So YF has tw over 20 years track record in delivering the people agenda across diverse industries consulting, telecom, banking, and capital markets. He's been elected, he's been an elected leadership council member at the Chartered Institute of Personnel Management of Nigeria, CIPM. He's also been a member, Technical Advisory Board, Institute for Work and Family Integration. He has served as a head HR, ABM Quest Merchant Bank. He has also been named a top-rated influencer on the most inclusive HR influencer list. He has also been listed as 501 most fabulous HR leaders of the world. Wow. And he has also been listed as the top Africa thought leaders in HR. He's an adept and, he's adept and passionate about building and grooming young professionals to attain CSU level through mentoring and keynotes. Believe me, guys, I'm so excited to learn from this man. I mean, a man of his caliber, and I'm here with my writing part, like I know you are with yours. So guys, ladies and gents, join me to make welcome YF. And what became important for us at that time was the ability to close deals. You must be able to sell the, the uh, technical components of what a computer can do. And in addition to that, you must be able to sign the checks with the clients or the customers at that time. And about five to six of us started the, the, the journey. But in about two or three years, a couple of people fell off the, they fell off the rank because they couldn't, they couldn't continue. But for those of us who were constantly looking for ways to do more, to sell more, to be more in the sales space, 
we did the best we could do and we moved on um, a bit uh, of the career. At some point as well, at some point, I need to give this example. When I was at Standard Chartered Bank, I had even moved to HR. And I was, I was, there was a rule that was available, sales manager or secured lending in the organization. Being the recruitment person, resourcing manager, I advertised that role twice, nobody picked it up. And then I just went up to my line manager, the head of HR, and I said, I wanted to do this job. People thought I was crazy because I was leaving the comfort of no target HR to space where I would now be given targets. So I decided I was gonna do that job, again, because I had some technical background in sales. And that one year at Standard Chartered when I did sales was one of the best moments of my life. Because the first thing that I did was to go buy a book called Sales Dogs. I mean, it's an experience I'll never forget. I grabbed that book and I read it, and I realized that yes, there were some areas I needed to close technically, for me to be able to deliver sales within the banking um, environment, that for me was building on IQ. And in about six weeks to seven weeks, we were able to set about 300 million naira worth of loans with two or three organizations. So we need to constantly hone our skills in the technical space, especially if we're just starting our career or we are yet to start managing or supervising people. The primary focus is your technical ability to deliver on the job skills, your experience, your knowledge, they will be important at that point in time. But then you're not going to be at entry level forever. You're going to advance in your career. And one of the things, I'll just give you a secret now, as you begin to move towards the supervisory and management or mid-level management cadre, one of the things that will be important at that time will no longer be your IQ. Your IQ will be given. But we're not going to be looking at your ability to understand yourself, deliver yourself, and deliver other people within the framework of performance objectives. So do you understand your strength? Do you understand other people's strengths? How are you working with people? What is your relationship with people like in the organization, in the department, in the unit? How do people see you? How do you come across? And that's the space of emotional intelligence. Now, remember we said your IQ is given. We know that you can do the job. But when you now begin to move into the space of people management, it is not in a bit of emotional intelligence to your ability to deliver on the job. And simply put, I mean, you guys can have time to read more about uh, emotional intelligence. Simply put, emotional intelligence is your ability, your ability to understand yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, what, what keeps you awake to be able to do the job or not want to do the job. How do you understand to relate with A, B, C, differently, understanding where they're coming from, and you're still able to relate with them and deliver on the performance objectives of the organization. Um, I know so many people who will say that, hey, just work with me the way I am. I can't change. This is who I am. Um, uh, I can't change. I am who I am. So is that you take me the way I am or you leave me? Um, that is not the place of success in career. 
the place of success in career is a constant evaluation of self within the framework of other people knowing fully well that individuals don't deliver on the job. And if you know that a team is therefore important, it is so, so critical, therefore, that you understand members of the team, where they are coming from, and what they can do. What they cannot do, and how they can help you to get the best out of you. Do not wait until vacancies are available in supervisory or managerial capabilities before you start developing those leadership skills. I will want to say that as you progress in your career, one of the things you must do, once you've caged the space of IQ, your technical ability to deliver on the job, the next thing that you need to start doing is understanding people, managing people, understanding yourself within the space of other people and how we can all come together to deliver. It is only when your supervisors, your managers, the leadership in the organization, it is only when they see that you are ready for those supervisory and managerial capabilities that discussions around your promotion can happen. Appraisals, especially for guys who are now going to move into supervisory capabilities, the question everybody asks around the table is, is the individual already operating in that capacity? Do not wait to become a supervisor before you start showing supervisory skills. Do not wait to become a team lead before you start showing strengths of a team lead. Do not wait to become, to be called a manager before you now start saying, okay, how am I going to manage people? And let me say this, let me say this clearly. The space of EQ is not the space of the organization, organization sending you on training. This is one area where most people get so many things wrong as they, as they progress in their careers. We wait to train us so that we can get ready. But I do not think that you will belong in the 5 to 10% of individuals who will be successful in that next level. So guys, what I'm saying is that the first thing you must know before you move to the next level is that you need to get yourself ready for that next level. So many people will see vacancies and say, oh, I don't want to apply. They already know who they're going to give the job to. Anyway, it's the way for anyone to, to, to make it to the top of their careers. The best way to do this is please be in love with self-development. And I've said in several forums that if you're not in love with self-development, then you're cheating on yourself. Basically, you're just cheating on yourself. So avoid cheating on yourself and make, and make sure that you are in love with self-development. So please get yourself ready for that next level where EQ is so, so important. It is only when you are able to deal with other people successfully. First, deal with yourself from an IQ perspective. You are technically ready. You are constantly honing your skills. You are developing HR in finance. Um, you're not waiting for anybody to pay for your education. I mean, you guys are lucky. In today's world, learning and development is something that goes on on a regular basis. 
because the opportunities to do this on the go, the opportunities are just so enormous. You don't have to wait. Um, one of those things. I guess we'll just continue from where we stopped from. And I was talking about getting ourselves ready for the next level. I was saying that we do not have to wait for the organization to get us ready for the next level before we get ourselves ready. And if I must say this again, um, I'm drawing from experience. My career has been a bit nomadic. Um, I've moved quite a bit across sectors and across different organizations. If your organization is not ready for you, but you get yourself ready, I promise you that other organizations will look for you because of the value that they see in you. So again, do not wait for your organization to get you ready before you get yourself ready for the next level. It's always important that self-development is your first priority from a learning and development perspective rather than the organization. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that the organization, that there is no place for the organization in terms of developing and upskilling people for next levels, but I promise you that the five to 10% of individuals again who will move to the next level will be those who are, who are friendly with self-development. And self-development, from my perspective, does not necessarily mean certification. Certification could be part of self-development, but that's not the only thing about self-development. Constantly understanding your organization, constantly organi I mean, um, recognizing the space of your organization within the sector, how your role fits within the general framework of the organization, constantly developing better skills, learning new ways of doing things will set you apart from the park. And remember we're talking about now the space of EQ, emotional intelligence. And we said that you can't, you can't wait until you get into the space of managing people before you now start learning how to manage people. Get ready for that opportunity to start managing people, even when you're not in that role yet. And when the opportunity comes, it just becomes, I mean, it becomes automatic. As a matter of fact, the people you work with, especially leadership of the organization, will quickly understand and realize that you have potential to start leading at the next level. And like I said, during performance appraisals, the question during promotion discussions, the questions are usually around, is this individual ready for the next level? So, guys, you cannot, I mean, we cannot wait until the opportunity comes before we say, let's get ourselves ready for the next level. EQ, which is emotional intelligence, is a space of managing yourself and learning to manage other people within the context of framework of an organization to the point where you can now drive results through people. Do not wait until we train you. Please grab every opportunity to train yourself. And I remember saying that in today's world, learning is on the go. Communication is on the go. Information is on the go. Data is on the go. Spend time in the future. Spend time about who you want to be, where you want to be. It's important to be to be on Facebook, it's important to be on Instagram, it is important to watch African Magic and all of that and Z-World, but please, 
spend time in the future, the future where you want to go, the future where you want to be. You need to spend time constantly in that future and getting yourself ready. It is only those who, who approach the future with a level of enthusiasm that can get the best out of the future. So please understand what EQ is, emotional intelligence. You cannot do things alone. With IQ, at the beginning of your career, you can, you can succeed up to, a, up to a very large extent because you have the technical ability to do the job. However, as you continue in your career journey, what you do with yourself within the framework of other people will become more important than just your ability to deliver alone. And the third thing is political quotient, which is, called, which is what I call PQ. Please, can you mute? Can you mute your? Can you mute your device? I am getting feedback from somebody. Mute your device, please. Okay. All right. So, political question. Hmm. Now, this is where it becomes a bit tricky, because now we've assumed your ability to deliver on your own. We have assumed your ability to deliver working with other people. Now, you need to now lead organizations, you need to lead functions, you need to lead departments. And what's gonna be more important is your ability to be politically savvy. And guys, please quote it politics in the organization, but your level of organizational awareness must be top-notch. You must understand if, for instance, you are heading HR, how your role relates to finance, how your role relates to operations, how your role relates to IT. And you're not just looking at those within the context of, of technical space only, you're also looking at the individuals who are holding those functions. The ability to relate with people at the level of leadership cross-functionally, understanding their peculiarities, where they're coming from, their behavioral patterns, their misdemeanors, and all of that with teams, for instance, and how you're going to socialize your ideas with people before you sell it at a meeting. Um, at the level of, at the entry level, at the supervisory level, at the managerial level, you are probably not attending exco meetings. You're not, they're not calling you to make presentations at board meetings and all that. But at the level where you, become, where you begin to manage bigger, bigger teams, departments and functions, it is assumed that you have technical, technically capable people working with you. It is assumed that you manage people over a period of time, and now what you're actually doing is to lead organization, lead the organization. And you can't lead the organization without a high level of political awareness within the organization. Um, it might interest you to know that in some organizations, the most important or the most powerful person in terms of decision-making might not be managing director. It, it just might not be the managing director. You need to understand the confluence of politics, influence, and power in the organization. There's a space where all those three, where they meet. Those three 
could meet with certain individuals or an individual, whether it's power, whether it's influence, and whether it's politics. It's a confluence, and you need to understand it. And I'm not saying play in that space. I'm not saying get involved in organizational politics. I'm just saying, guys, you just need to be politically aware. You need to know that if I say this, this is what the likely response of X will be, the likely response of Y, the likely response of Z. And at times, if you have initiatives to present at large meetings, if you understand clearly where influence is, please go and socialize your ideas within that space of influence before you come to the official meeting. You need to get by in. You need to understand that some people must sponsor your idea. And they will not sponsor your idea at the point where you present it at the meeting. They will only sponsor your idea because you will have run the idea by them. They will have given you suggestions to make it look good, look better. And when you come into the mix to present your idea, it is two, three people, major points of influence within the organization. And what you probably see them doing is run and agree and find solutions, how we can tweak it, do that. If you think that, no, I'm just going you know, you know, to make my presentation watertight. I'm going to get data. I'll support it with fact. I'll get industry, this industry, that. I'll do research. And then you come to the meeting and you present. You're not likely to get far with your ideas. And initially you're presenting, and they're wondering how, how does it work for me in my department? Hi. So I will say, I will say that you should not secure the value of, of people when they see them be at the administration. And that's because everybody's thinking, oh, this is the affect my work relationship going forward. Uh, 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 okay, These are the conversations that will be going on in their minds. Those are the conversations that will give the idea or your solution or your initiative. 100% attention. So learn to be organizationally aware. Learn to understand people. Learn to understand who the decision makers are. Learn to work with them. And I'm saying it again and again. I'm not saying that you should pay politics. I'm just saying that your level of political awareness is very, very important. I did my career. At some point, I was so politically naive, it cost me my job. It actually 
successful in my job because I was policing my union. And um, what happened was that I joined an organization a couple of years ago, and then there was a merger at the table. And because I joined the bigger party in that merger, I said to myself, we are the, we are the new owners of the business. So we must set standards. The other party must join us, we must understand us. We must, we must do things according to our own standards. So what I was doing was just instructional stuff. I was just making sure that we are adhering to new standards, we are making policies. Hi, guys. So I'm thinking, so I'm thinking the line is kind of breaking. I don't know if everyone is also, um, can also hear you, but for me, it's kind of breaking at my head. Can we all hear him? <laughs> can you guys hear me? Yeah, I think I can hear you now. Okay. I don't know whether people just see your side. Yeah. Walking. Okay, okay. I think I can hear you as well. You can go ahead. Okay, I guess I, I people can hear, yeah? so let's just... I can see. hear you now, it's much better. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Esther, yeah. It's much better now. Okay, all right. So, um, what I was saying, I was just trying to give an example where my political naivety cost me my job. I'm very self-esteem my career. Um, I joined an organization and um, we merged with another organization about a year or two after I joined. And because we were the bigger, we were the bigger party in the merger, all I was doing was just concentrating on professional stuff. I was just doing things according to global best practice, according to how we should do it. And I wasn't thinking, I wasn't looking at the other, at the other players on the other side, who were equally essential in the deal. In fact, they were so essential in the deal that the new owner expected them to run with the deal. But I was so blind to all of that. All I was doing was just concentrating on my professional delivery on the job. I mean, at some point, I remember that um, the chairman of the organization, he sent me series. He would send me series and I just look at the series and everything I said it. Then we have a word, we look at it, and I was going to give feedback. I wasn't giving feedback at all to the channel because I thought, hey, standards, you have sent a series to me. You see, I don't have any role right now. Let me get through the series. When there is a role, I'll come back, check it. Maybe I don't have to again. The standard is for every available vacancy, you must apply. So let your candidate go see the advert and apply. They make it. That's political society. The level of engagement as a citizens, the level of engagement with its stakeholders will determine how successful you can be on the road. And that's a pity, that's a political picture. I'll say that again. As you are faithful, as you move away from manager, senior manager traders, and you move into if I use the banking environment, AGM, BGM, or director type roles, as you are 
I should have that line of sight in those responsibilities, your political awareness and your ability to engage stakeholders will be the critical success factor. And not your technical ability to do the job. It's no longer that you can do HR. It's no longer that you are good account sound or you are good the careful job is to do the numbers and make sure that the number makes sense for that major stakeholders. The job of the head of HR or HR director is no longer to do recruitment and do compensation surveys and all that. Hey, go beyond that. It's not to make sure that other major stakeholders in the organization are on board with the initiative. They support the initiative. They agree to your initiative. And you're not just rolling out things and saying it's at that point in time, we are leading the organization, we're not leading HR, we're not leading finance, we're not leading operations, we are no longer leading slaves. We are actually a leader in the organization. All the other leaders in the organization are major stakeholders in your bid to be successful. If you carry 60 to 70 percent of them alone, then you are good to go. But if only 20 to 30 percent of them are on board with you, then it's going to be a real battle to be successful. And I say this with particular experience behind me. I remember I said that to you before, my political naivety cost me my job at some point. Because the level of engagement I was expected with other stakeholders were leaders of the government were well received. From my perspective. So, your stakeholder engagement, your understanding of how your function can be seen as not your initiative, but the organization's initiative, that will be very, very important in your business success. So, if I could summarize, before I quickly get to see some of the questions, if I could summarize, I'd say again that you no matter your setting your career, your IP is important, and that's why I'm pleased to deliver your job technically. You must see that you can do accounting for you to be the office accountant. You must see that you can do, uh, you can switch computers if you're in IT. You can see that the computer is not working and we call you and touch it in five minutes or ten minutes. That's your IP adapter, your technical ability. But as you're not becoming the, um, let me use HR as an example, you're not becoming the, the team lead for recruitment. It also means that now you have a team, you have three, four people working with you, or you have two people working with you, and you might be able to relate with Yemi and Bode differently, understanding where Yemi is coming from, where Bode is coming from, but at the same time, harnessing the, the synergy within the team to be able to deliver as head of researching and head of recruiting, because you are now a team, a team lead. You understand your strength, your weaknesses within the team. You understand the strength and weakness of other people, and you bring everything to bear for the benefit of the team, for the benefit of the organization. And as you move higher into unit responsibilities, divisional responsibilities, and possibly organizational responsibilities, what will become more important is the stakeholder engagement. It is no longer your ability to It is no longer your ability to manage people. It is your stakeholder engagement. And stakeholder engagement at times will be people external to the organization, people external to the day to day well of the organization. And 
this insight I'm talking to board members, I'm talking to uh, maybe major suppliers of organizations, but you just need to know how into your ability to deliver your job. So remember it's IT plus DT. Take some of the questions that I have here now. What does it take performance or politics? I'll say this. I'll say it takes performance clearly. That is my default mode. But I also say that please understand these are the political implications for this organization. Don't get yourself mad in the politics of the organization, but please understand. Understand where the where power is, where influence is, and where politics is, and know how you play your fees, your concentration, your default mode. From my perspective, it should be performance. How do you attain a seafood level when you uh, advance politically? It, it will be a struggle. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to kid you. And I say this with every sense of responsibility and with experience behind me. If you are adverse to politicking, how do you succeed at sea level? Then what I'll say is your stakeholder engagement is very, very important. Understand the politics. Understand the politics. Somebody is saying that the audio is not very fair anymore. Uh, Amaka, can you see them? Yes, boss, I can hear you, but it's uh, kind of fluctuating. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. maybe I'll take it slowly then. Maybe I'm talking too fast. Yeah, I think it's better now. Doing better now. Okay. All right. So the first question I asked or I answered was which one will take us to the top? Performance or politics? And I said both. I said both. Both politics and performance. However, it's better now. Yeah. Okay. However, the default mode for me will be performance. We need to understand the politics, but we need not play politics. We just need to understand it. Is the political power in the organization? What power play in the organization? We need to understand all of that and then decide how we are going to. Be successful politics or performance, but the individuals asking the questions themselves are the ones playing politics. How do I play along office politics on my way to becoming a city? I'll say it again it is stakeholder engagement. Stakeholder engagement is the primary thing once you have a line of sight towards becoming citizens. Your stakeholder engagement must be very, very good. Do not think you can do it alone. Do not think you are heading a function. Know that you are leading the organization. And you're not the only one leading the organization. There are 10 of you, there are 15 of you, and their perspectives also matter. I'd like to see this from my direct boss is that the people function already. Well, you're not going to. You learn as much as possible from your boss. And why do we think that the current organization where we work 
is the only organization where we can work. Develop your competencies, develop your skills, develop your leadership abilities to the point where if you cannot grow in the current organization where you are, believe me, there are other options. How can I diversify to another career if I believe I have gotten to the apex of mine? Well, I, I, I don't think that anybody can say in today's world that you've gotten to the apex. The opportunities to learn new things every day. I mean, if you're head of HR, let's use that as an example. If you're head of HR, why can't you go become the head of the, the, the chief operations officer of the organization? Learn new things about operations, learn new things about IT, learn new things about admin. There are always an opportunity for us, there are always opportunities for us to relaunch ourselves rather than thinking that we've gotten to the apex of our career. You can reinvent the wheel. If, if, you, if you know what we, what we say about product life cycle, when a product gets to maturity to reinvent, to relaunch, and that's what we must do to our own career. Learn new things, bring new skills to the table. If you, are, if you think you are at the top of your career, and I still today, and I use this deliberately, today's feature of work is actually, um, is actually the career woman. More and more organizations are looking at other opportunities to help the career woman break the city. Work life balance has moved to work life integration. Um, I know a bank that's about to launch a four day weekend. I promise you guys, it's going to be, we're going to get to a point where it's not going to be one day a week, it's probably going to be two days or three days. Or we're going to be saying to a percentage of the workforce, work from home. And that allows us to balance things. But for now, as much as possible, find ways to balance it. I mean, I can't prescribe to every individual because, again, circumstances are different from one career woman to another. But I think that what's important is finding what works for you in terms of balancing both work and home. Just find what works for you. There's always a balancing act to these things. What one secret as an accountant for success in the speaker's field? In my field, I, I think um, what I'll say has been the most important element to me has been the power of relationship. And um, that, that's one of the one, one particular I want to put up based on our meeting. Power of relationship has really, really helped. Um, when we were growing up in our career also, um, certification was, the world was not crazy about certification as it is right now. So what we did was to read, we read and read and read, not for certifications, but for knowledge, for knowledge acquisition, for developing skills, and making sure that we apply those skills on our job on a daily basis. So like I said, maybe to the power of relationship, and also knowledge. How does the personal assistance to manage the job navigate to this level? You do not have to be a personal assistant 
now and still remain a personal assistant in the next five years. The events itself. What else can you do? If you love that field, find other roles that are similar to that, or find other skills that you can add to what you're doing. And maybe you can become an executive assistant rather than a personal assistant. I know executive assistants in organizations who are deputy general managers. And in terms of their own group, they are six weeks already because they are managing not just the individual, they are also managing the office of the MD developer. So please, find ways to reinvent your way. Do not stay on what you are today. Spend time in the future and find out what you can be uh, tomorrow. How do you transit from mid-level to six-week level? What are the skills and education training required? I think I'm going to say that. Hi, boss. So sorry level, to cut you. You are required to be highly, highly emotionally intelligent. If you Hi. Want. Hi, YM. Sure. Sorry to interrupt, right? I, I've been notified that we have yes, I can hear six you. more minutes. Can you hear me? Hello? Okay. Yes, yes so I don't know how we will manage this. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. I am running off right now. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. How to transition from mid-level to C-level, like I said, at mid-level, what is required of you is emotional intelligence. But as you begin to have line of sight to C-level, level your stakeholder engagement, political awareness in the organization is very, very important. You need to understand the spheres of influence, politics, and power play in the organization naive to those centers of power. How do I balance expectations of reality and how do I drive change in the change resistant environment? There's so much you can do. The environment is resistant. I'm not sure that you should say that by all means you must survive in that environment. I did say sometime on my many of the either you survive, you thrive, or you die. When I say die, these four options. If the environment is for you, you might not be able to make it. And how you manage to better combine all three IQ, EQ, EQ, and be a better man of people. Okay, I feel that's about it. I've been able to take uh, most of the questions, and given where we are with the concern of time, I think that to Oh, there's a question on the group chat, and okay. I think we have uh, we still have four minutes left. There's a question okay. on the group chat by Israel. So he says, he says, uh, I would like to understand how or the strategy to use to balance leveraging of political will of people that matters so that it will be perceived as high service. Okay, all right, I get that. I, I think um, what, what you should do in that instance is every time you are having conversations with such people, please make your conversations work-based conversations. 
Um, if you have free time and you want to go and have gist or gossips in the office of such an individual, then that's a thing for the If you want to go talk to about other people, you want to talk about other departments, but why not go to see that individual anytime you are at a crossroad from a job perspective? Let your conversation center around your job, your role, your function, your identity itself, rather than small talk, gossip, and talking about other people. The same first and foremost professional before anything else. Let your conversation be conversational politics. You will see other people who may be progressing because they are playing politics. I wouldn't say that you should join them sincerely. Because at the end of the day, so much my f thank you for the opportunity thank you for pouring out yourself to us can you hear me okay so we are almost uh, out of time so thank you everyone and uh, this webinar career success hacks webinar uh is hosted by um, confirm career africa my name is Amaka Ezi, and I am the convener of this webinar. Thank you very much for joining us, and see you in the next webinar. Thank you.